Chapter 5 Breakfast I quickly followed suit, and descending into the barroom, accosted the grinning landlord pleasantly. I cherish no malice towards him, though he had been skylarking with me not a little in the matter of my bedfellow. However, a good laugh is a mighty good thing, and rather too scarce a good thing, and the more's the pity. So if one man, in his own proper reason, affords stuff for a good joke to anybody, let him not be backward, but let him cheerfully allow himself to spend and be spent in that way. And the man that has anything bountifully laughable about him, be sure there is more in that man than perhaps you think of. The barroom was now full of the boarders who had been dropping in the night previous, and whom I had not as yet had a good look at. They were nearly all whalemen, chief mates and second mates and third mates, and sea carpenters and sea coopers, and sea blacksmiths and harpooners and shipkeepers, and brown and brawny company with bosky beards in unshorn shaggy yet all wearing monkey jackets for morning gowns. You could pretty plainly tell how long each one had been ashore. This young fellow's healthy cheek is like a sun-toasted pear of hue, and would seem to smell almost as musky. He cannot have been three days landed from his Indian voyage. The man next him looks a few shades lighter, yet might say a touch of satin wood in him, in the complexion of a third, still lingering topic, tawn, but slightly bleached withal. He, doubtless, has tarried whole weeks ashore. But who could show a cheek like Quigquig, which, barred with various tints, seemed like the Andes' western slope, and to show forth in one array contrasting climates zone by zone? Grub, ho! now cried the landlord, flinging open a door, and in we went to breakfast. They say men who have seen the world thereby become quite at ease in manner, quite self-possessed in company. Not always, though. Ledyard was the great New England traveler, and Mungo Park the Scotch one. Of all men, they possessed the least assurance in the parlor, but perhaps the mere crossing of Siberia in a sled drawn by dogs as Ledyard did or taking a long solitary walk on an empty stomach in the negro heart of Africa, which was the sum of poor Mungo's performance, this kind of travel, I say, may not be the very best mode of attaining high social polish. Yet for the part, that sort of thing is to be had anywhere. These reflections just here are occasioned by circumstance that after we all seated at the table, and I was preparing to hear some good stories about whaling, to my no small surprise, nearly every man maintained a profound silence. And not only that, but they looked embarrassed. Yes, here were a set of sea dogs, many of whom without the slightish bashfulness and boarded great whales on the high sea, entire strangers to them, and dueled them dead without winking. And yet, here they sat in a social breakfast table, all of the same calling, all of kindred tastes, looking round as sheepishly at each other as though they had never been out of sight of some sheepfold among the great mountains. A curious sight, these bashful bears, these timid warrior whalemen. But as for Quigquig, why, Quigquig sat there among them, at the head of the table too, as it so chanced, as cool as an icicle. To be sure, I could not say much for his breeding. His great admirer could have been cordially justified his bringing his harpoon into breakfast with him, and using it there without ceremony, reaching over the table with it, to the imminent jeopardy of many heads, and grappling the beefsteaks toward him. But that was certainly very coolly done by him, and everyone knows that in the most people's estimation, to do anything coolly is to do it genteelly. We will not speak of all Quigquag's particularities here, 
how he eschewed coffee and hot rolls and applied his undivided attention to beefsteaks done rare. Enough that when breakfast was over, he withdrew like the rest into the public room, lighted his tomahawk pipe, and was sitting there quietly, digesting and smoking with his inseparable hat on, and I sallied out for a stroll. <laughs>